chapter Memalov 41, Hemshechayim Beis, volume 1, we begin discourse 11. Tzim b'mishpet tepode, Shabbos Pasha Devorim, page I in 70. Maimer 11, the Friedrich Rebbe, summary of Teichen Ascholos HaMaimer, the summary of the beginning of this Maimer, is Chach Mabina Ayin V'yesh. The Chach Mabina is Ayin V'yesh. As we've discussed, Ayin literally means nothingness, but in the context of Chassidus, uh, Ayin does not mean nothingness. It means that compared to, from our perspective, it's as if we cannot relate to it. So we say something is something we see. Nothing would be something that we cannot relate to. And yes, of course, is substance, which means the substance that we relate to. So in the context of where we are, overall, Rebbe Rashab now is discussing the structure of Seder Shtalshlis, of the cosmic order. This is the structure of existence, the building blocks, which he designates as being Er Pnimi. It's essentially integrated energy, which means, in the language of Chesidus, Eris within Kalim. In simple English, it means that everything in existence has energy, everything has matter, energy and matter. It can be reversed with, uh, you could say, air and keli, light and containers, or light and vessels. A human body has the physical structure of the body, has arms, legs, eyes, ears, these are containers. And the energy within them is what this, the, when a person comes alive, is a live person means that their eyes are functioning and the ears are functioning, each one in their own way. So clearly there's a physical part of the ear and there's the so-called um, energy part of the ear. Everything. You look at a book, the letters on the page are the containers. The meaning and the ideas that are conveyed through the letters and words are the, is the energy. There's nothing that doesn't have that, these two elements. A computer, a machine. There's the body of the machine, the mechanics. And then there's the inside engineering that makes it work. You don't plug it in. You don't have electricity. You don't have energy. So that's the way the world is created. It's a dual, two forces. Even physics today realizes and recognizes, as Einstein said, E equals MC squared, that energy and matter are reversible. Here, too, in Chesidus, ultimately the goal is to transform matter into energy. But first we have to recognize that they're two separate entities, two separate paths. And that's the central structure that he's discussing here called Erpnimi. In Erpnimi itself, we've been discussing, after discussing at length, the, the structure of the ten hidden spheres and where, the, where, is it, where does this originate from in the vision of the author or the artist. We've been discussing the nature of Mailomata, which means what is conceptual space. Space itself also tells you immediately that there are levels. And levels means that there's levels of what? What are they levels of? So he's defined that it's levels of containers for sure. One container is different than the other. An ear is different than an eye, for example. The same thing is in spiritual realms. And there's levels of energy. And to use the example he's using, specifically in the last few chapters, has been Chachman Bina. So Chachman Bina is using as an example to describe two entities that are fundamentally different. And not different relative. It's not like, for example, you have a big a pot of water, you take a small cup, you take the big pot and you put it into a small cup. Nothing's changed fundamentally. All you did was diminish the original body. So you could say, Bina is simply diminished Chochmah. It's not correct. Chochmah and Bina are two distinct entities. 
it just emphasizes even more how existence is distinct, not just a diminished form of one of another. It's fundamentally gvul, fundamentally structured, fundamental parameters. Chachma has its parameters, Bina has its parameters. Briefly, the difference between Chachma and Bina is that Chachma is, as he says, is Tefus the Mohus of something, the essence of something. And Bina relates to the Mitzias, the substance of it, that it exists. The difference between sight and sound. But as I explained, even though initially when you look at it from the Mayan, from Mayan Bay's perspective, you could say that it's just an example, he's using an example of Seydish Tashos, Chachem Bina, as I pointed out, um, it's the truth is, it's Chachem Bina happens to be in microcosm, the same idea of Gvul and Bligvul. So if I am based, it's about the interface, to find the interface between uh, heaven and earth, so to speak, between the divine and the, and the, and existence. Chachem Bina is more divine, and Bina is more Mitzis. So in microcosm, it plays out exactly the same thing. And later in the Hemshech, he's going to discuss it specifically, that Chachma is the place where higher than existence meets existence. So basically, what we have here is that we're up to now the distinction between Chachma and Bina as we go into the next Maimur. The last thing we learned, which I just want to make a comment about the issue of uh, Klippe, you know, um, we learned about, I mean, the end of the Maimur was the discussion of Chachma and Bina as in how they play themselves out in the Pasha Matis, which is uh, the vows. That a vow comes from Bina. It means it comes from the structure of existence. So I want to just elaborate one thing, maybe I didn't say it, spell it out, and then add something as well. Why does it come from, it doesn't explain it specifically, but it's pretty obvious. In the structure of existence, where everybody has their limitations, um, there, a person may come to a point of understanding that he is not capable of resisting the temptations of this world. That's the world of Bina. In Bina, that's possible, because Bina is filled of, of higher and lower, there's gradations. As he said, it's his pastors, it's not etzim. And therefore, there's a possibility that one person could withstand something someone else can't. A chacham is matris aned, because the chacham has the power, chachma, which is an atzmi, where there's no levels. You know, atzim is an etzim, has the power to help transform that situation. So he's not just disavowing a vow. It's not just nullifying a vow. Uh, but it's also... It's not just getting rid of a vow. It's also a transformation. That's really what Chacham had taught us on the which is also a deeper understanding. Because in general, you know, the whole nether thing, if you talk purely up in Nigla, the whole thing's a little strange. I mean, strange. It's not strange, but it's like, think about it. A person can't withstand, so he takes an adder. The Gemara says that uh, better he shouldn't take it. You know, we don't need to add more. Okay, so a person's weak, fine. So you build a siyog again around. Fine. Then comes the Chochem Matres You know, it's, it sounds almost like, so, okay, so he's bringing it back to square one. That, so what, what, what do you need the Hattaras Anedr? If you took it in order to protect yourself, so why suddenly are you uh, getting rid of the nether? You know, the nether was for 30 days. 30 days are over. Why would you go in the middle of the 30 days and change? Suddenly you don't have temptations anymore. If you think about it. I didn't look it up in, 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 in Shaz and Poskim. But the point I'm making here is that Apixidis, the whole thing takes on a whole different meaning. And it also gives a much more deeper depth to the whole idea of Nedarim. Nedarim is actually part of Elam Haz's uh, uh, existence 
meaning from being a Seder Shtalshalis, is that there's the challenges of life. So neder just reflection of people's challenges. Some people have challenges, they need to take a vow. Chachamatris and is representing that you have the ability to reach a place, like he says, a place, not just back to square one. Okay, you took a neder, now I'm getting rid of it. Chachamatris and is like saying, I'm giving you the power that you don't need the neder anymore, that you could actually go into Elam Haza and like the Gemara says, that you don't need the neder and you can actually take on the world and not be affected by it. Chokhmah has that power because it's higher than the structure. That's why it has that power. So even though there's Asis of Chassidus, the truth is it gives a whole different depth even to the whole mitzvah of Nadarim Poshit. You simply have a, new, a take and the whole Nadarim is like the story of life. This way Nadarim is like, you know, what's relevant to me, Nadarim? It's relevant to someone who, uh, who has problems. The other thing I wanted to add was that I interpreted Klippa and Klippa Snega and Klippa Shosh, Klippa Satmeis. The Lashon, by the way, is eight Eish Eish Lahat and uh, and uh, what's the one Misapachas? Mislakachas. Mislakachas. There we go. But Klipas Nega, I looked it up. I interpret Klipas Nega when we were teaching here. Klipas Nega is Klipas the shell that conceals, but it's Nega. Nega, there's still some diminished light. You know, like let's say the sunset. Nega is like the the, ray, the outer rays. You know, we glow. But the glow as in like only a glow, not a... So, as I was looking it up, I remembered that the way they titled it, say in English translation in Tanya and so on, they titled Raket, that Klippus Nege means that it's a translucent husk, which means it's a clipper that doesn't completely cover the light, meaning almost Lamal Yusa, that the light is still there. I was saying it's almost like the Yusa, in other words, that there's, there's a diminished light. There they look at it more like that there's still light inside of it. So I was looking it up in Eitzchayim, and it's clearly, it's not so simple. Which way, how would you type clipper snake? Would you, in other words, is it a clipper that's, that's shining, so to speak? That's the way they interpret it. Meaning there's still tave in it, because it can go either way, as we discussed. Or is it the opposite? Is it clipper snake? Because when you type clipper snake, it, like he says, it's tachas mamshalas nega. It almost sounds like nega is a negative, not a positive. When he says that the whole world is tachas mamshalas nega, he doesn't just say klipa. So Eitz Chaim, of course, tachas mamshalas. Now here it says tachas mamshalas klipa nega. I'm sorry, but a few places he says nega. Anyway, so I'm just pointing that out. I'm, I was looking it up a little more. I will get back to you about more details about it. But just interesting, you know, what klipa nega literally means. Diminished. But I asked a few people, everyone said the opposite. No, there's no question it's diminished. The question is the focus on the, that there's only little light or the focus that there's still light. Anyway, it's, maybe it's a technicality, but uh, if the, the question is where the original language actually comes from. What, is it, where is it, what does it exactly mean? So Eitz Chaim talks about it specifically. He talks how the Shoshri Pesatmeis, because it's all, it's all in the same Sukkim in The three are, then he says something like, within Nega that surrounds them. So you have to really look right. So you have to really find out what what the pshat is, how that's then touched in Kabbalah. I'm just saying the process of really doing this properly is to go back to the source, look what the pasuk means, then what how Kabbalah Kabbalah is usually in this case Eitz Chaim would be the one that would take the pasuk and explain it up in Kabbalah. Chassidus already goes comes afterwards in explaining it. <coughs> Very powerful light. 
In some places, Er Nega is like Er Shanivra Biyem Rishon. But I don't know if that's connected to Klippas Nega. Because I looked up in the, in the places about Er Nega. Er Nega in Chassidus is, is not Klippas Nega. Er Nega is, is Taka, very high Madrega. There's a Posik Er Nega in Mishle, I think. Uh, there's an actual Posik. But that's a different, I don't know if it's Klippas Nega. Similar word. I, don't, I didn't see them brought together. Anyway, this is a research project. Let's put it this way. So now we continue on. Basically, somebody who cannot deal with the challenges, and therefore he abstains from it, right? Right. And the Torah tells him is he can't. Transformation. He says clear. That's clear. So, but I want to spell out because bina is so-called bound. It's like Einstein said: you can't change a system from within a system. Meaning, when you're in a system, you're bound by the rules of the system. So you can't change yourself, so to speak. You need something from outside. This is also a piyalo. The Ragnar makes a big thing like this. That's why you need a pool in Shachas, for example, to bring two opposites together. Because you need constant energy from somewhere outside. If two opposites are naturally different, what's keeping them together? So you have to have a force outside. They can't keep themselves together because they, by nature, are, repel each other. Pool in Shachas, so on. Chris Yamsuf is that way, that you need the Ruach Kodim all night, etc. So the same thing is here, that uh, to get to change a system... So what you can do within the system is avoid, abstain. But to transform, you need something from outside the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's also the Rebbe's famous and Rambam, the Rambam Mahadr and Rambam Lamed Hay, which is you know, one of the most meridic ones, where the Rebbe says that why in Sefer Halachas is the Rambam bringing the second Halacha, the Imhu Eina Motzei, so the Rebbe teaches that what's the Yalal Das that the Ebus is Lamaila from Gedder Motzei, meaning like Seve of Kalam and Lashon of Chassidus. When the Rebbe edited that Sikh, he did not allow any Chassidus to be in the Prim. Everything is in the footnotes. So everything inside the thing is only Lashon from the Rambam. And the Rebbe explains why is that Negeya? Why is Negeya to know that God is beyond existence? We're talking Halachas here. Halachas is about existence. So the Rebbe says because halacha is not just to, is not just to do what God wants and align, so to speak, the material world according to Ratzonelian. It's also to change the material world, and you can't change the material world without going back to a level that's beyond existence. That's why you have every mitzvah has what the, 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 the what you're allowed to do with it and the loy, the leisasa, so to speak. So the mitzvah chiyuv that Humatzei tells you you can change, you can bring. Godliness into a particular chefza and make it into a chefza of Gdusha. But how could you change Chayel to Kedush? They're two different worlds. So you need something to go back to the engineering room, so to speak, to Einem Matzeh, outside the system, and, be, and bring that that can help you transform the material world. It's an unbelievable uh, but I'm just giving an example. But let's continue now. So into Chachma Bina. As I said, Chachma Bina is both an example for Seder Shtaflus, and Lamayla Misaydish Tashlis, meaning two state, two fundamental different entities, like he's been discussing, that they're defined by their, that what, what distinguishes, what makes Maila Mata, what makes something higher or lower in the spiritual worlds, conceptually, it's its state of energy, it's its degree of energy. It has more energy, it's higher. If it's closer to the source, it has more energy. Kiruv and Rikhuk, Miut and Ribui. Ribui and Miut. And Chachmabin is the, is the example he's been using. From basically all the way, uh, all the way from uh, from chapter Lamet Ches, I believe. 
Yeah. End of Lamed Ches, and then Lamed Tes, and Mem, and he continues. So we're still in Chachma Bina, but I just wanted to put it in context. And as I said, it's also a microcosm, an example of everything he's been discussing. Because it goes back to his Atzillus, meaning the structure of existence. Is it Gilea Helam? Is it revealing that which is there already? Meaning, is it closer to Alakus, or is it closer to existence? That level of godliness that bound itself to the laws of nature needs a higher degree of, of, of divine... It's a very good question, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's why you have sometimes Shem Alekim, and you need a Shem Havaya, like even the Chumash. It says 26 times Shem Alekim, Breshis Bar Alekim. Then it's a Biyem, I say it's a Shem Alekim, so essentially, even Alekim, I mean Kav Yochel, we're talking about after the Abish that shows that Alekim should be Kei Chagvul, Obviously, Havai Hu Alekim at the end of the day. And that's why we're Miyachid both. You know. But if you talk about from the perspective of how things should happen, the Tzimtzum, if Havai was mayor, was radiating during the Tzimtzum, you wouldn't have a Tzimtzum. Tzimtzum is Kayach Alekim. He speaks in the Shaykhud Vamun a lot about this. Then comes, then the Ebrish the one, let's say, Hamshach of Matan Teda. So you have like so called Havai enters into the picture. Why can't Elikim just access its uh, so-called source and engineering room? Because that would disturb the whole system. Even even a Ness doesn't completely uh, uh, the, suspend all the laws. This explains why you say Kosh Kriyas Yamsuf. Why Kosh? Uh, yeah, but you don't want to say, but, but that's true. But but the problem there is a different one. Why is Gaza's Rocha Pratis? He's watching. Why doesn't he have Rachmanus? And why doesn't he? Why, why doesn't he intervene? No, it it basically explains the Leish Basu why the world functions according to certain rules. But it's not God has left and left the world work on like a machine. It's that's how he's working. He works that way, and he will, and he will not suspend that. Even when he suspends, even Kriyas Yamsuf, it says with Aruach Kadim. You're already making a miracle. What do you need a wind for? Because even that has... It's, it, in other words, the biggest nest is never complete the, the annihilation of, the, of all the laws. It's a suspension of some of the laws and so on. Shemesh be given dame. It's taking the Shemesh and stopping it. There's a lot of other ways he could have done it with much more miraculously. So it's, it's, it's always... It's, the bottom line is whether we understand it or not, God respects the boundaries he created because those two are divine. Remember, Kayach Gvul is not closer to, is not farther from Etzim than Gvul. We don't, when Bleak Gvul. Bleak Gvul is a more logical reflection of Elokus when you see something, you know, unlimited. But Kayach Gvul is not more, less, less Elokus. And, 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 it's, and it, in some ways it's deeper because it's revealing the deeper plan. Like I said, we never understand why God created logic the way it is. Two plus two is four. Because he could have created logic that two plus two is five. I mean, I don't mean the words. And that would have made sense. That's something you could debate forever. Why is the logic that we have logical? Why is not another way logical? But that's already getting into uh, the Ratznali, that this is the way he chose. He could have chosen another way, he could have. But the fact that he chose this way, that itself reflects something. And then you go into places where it's very hard to really speculate because he's not bound by it, but yet this is what he chose. So you have to say this choice, that this 10 spheres and not 12, in some ways, a reflection of some type of asmizdik uh, reality. Eyes not bound to numbers. You know, that's the whole chad v'leibu, chushbun, the whole... <coughs> the bottom line is, just like we respect the God that's beyond everything, we have to respect the God that created everything. Because he created the system, not we did. It's not a man-made system. 
And that, that, that itself is a divine entity. The question then is, how do you bring the two together? Here, the main focus in the beginning of the Semshech is definitely how the structure that God created, which for us is a very limited structure, can connect to the structure as it's envisioned in Atzmus Mamish. Or he calls us the Sphere Sagnus, the And that already connects to the Bligvul beyond that. That's really what the, the crux of the whole issue is. How can Gvul, a world that is fundamentally Gvul, as we're speaking, fundamentally, it's not Gvul because someone's concealing the Bligvul and we just, uh, it's like, in other words, the truth is it's all Bligvul. And the only thing is, where is limited vision? No, it's fundamentally a structure, which of course is the basis of all Teda. Teda is based on structure. We talked about Shiurim. A shir is not just a, a shir is a teredikah sanctioned parameters. So it's not just a human thing. And how do you reconcile that with connecting ultimately to, to God himself? So the first step in this is to understand that this whole gvul has a root. goes all the way to the, like it keeps saying, reim hamailas. You go all the way up, you're going to find somewhere. Lifting at symptom, you're going to be able to find, not find as in a physical sense, but there is somewhere in the God mind, the structure of Esosphere, which is also explains why in Ayim Beis, he goes with the Shitta very strongly, that Eris Mitzuyarim. You know, there's like what the he brings several times already, that Pardis, going to the Pardis of Ramak, Esosphere Sagnuzis is this root, Sheresh HaKelem, the root of the containers, which would basically say, Eir is off limits, so to speak. Eir is, is divine domain. Eir does not have anything that is structured. Basically, it's God's presence. That's about it. Um, and if you want structure, that's Shadish uh, Akelim. God created structure. There, the big, the, the problem there is there. You have the, it's very nice when you speak from the perspective of Eir. So Elikus, so to speak, is intact godliness. But it's very clear that the Rebbe Rashab is emphasizing that no, that Esesvinsegnusis is the root of the also the Eiris, not just the containers, which means. That energy itself in existence has, in, 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 that we have in existence, that itself is in the so called divine side to it. It's not just the creature. And that is a key element here, which of course complicates matters, but at the end of the day, it, is, it provides a much more eloquent and more actus uh, than the other approach. Because it means that, that we connect actually to the godliness itself, not just. As, as I said several times, like servants, containers that basically have to surrender to a amorphous and bleak vul air, that you don't have to surrender. Even the air itself relates to chesed and gvura and chachma and bina, bina, as he's saying here. So the air becomes the the mumutza, the interface between the structure and the divine. Essentially, according to this, it gets more complicated because you're basically saying in God's vision, there's also a vision of the structure of existence. Not just that he wants it, but he himself has that type of structure in his mind or in his being, however you want to interpret it. So it's much harder to understand, much harder. As I said, it's much easier to just explain that air remains bleakable and so on. But that's, that will be discussed also further more at length. All of this is not in Atmos. Well, in Atmos, there's no structures. And there's no non-structures. The expression about Atmos is Shlila Sachiv Shlila Sashlila. Which means if you talk in Atmos, structure of spheres and no structure is equal. You can also say it has no structure. You can't say anything. 
So when we're talking here, we're talking already how Atzmus manifests and we'll call Mitzias in the in Mitzias Nimtza. Gringer name the other way. Gringer to understand this state is mitzvah. It's a deeper agdus. No, I'm saying easier to understand according to the other mikrobalim because then you don't. It's not, not touching. You don't go there. It's like in lo no esig ben stares almost. Anyway, what's what, what, I'm going to say? Gringer, it's easier to understand. It makes it easier to make it much easier to understand us as servants and God as a master. And there's a certain disconnect, and that's that. And we don't really connect all the way. But Agdus is much deeper this way. I say Agdus is tifer Durcheris Mitzriyarim. Just open the door downstairs here, you go down. Okay, so we begin the, the next moment. Simba Mishpitipada. It's page I in seventy. Simba Mishpitipada Shabab Zdake. This is uh, the, the last Pasik in the Haftar of Shabbos Chazain, which is this Pasha Dvarim here. That Zion, referring to Israel or Yishalayim, will be redeemed through Mishpat. It's usually tied to Din. could also be There's different interpretations, yeah. Will be redeemed through Mishpat, through justice. Vishavel and its captives, Bizdaka, through charity, through righteousness. I mean, there's different interpretations. But Sarak Lahav Amao Emrim Tsiyam Bemishpat. We have to understand what does it mean. What, what does he mean by saying? Oh, he's touching seeing actually the Jews. Isn't the intention of this? The intention of this is call us Israel, the general Jewish people. Not just on those that are living there, on the inhabitants of Zion. Uh, so Tzion definitely refers to Israel. The question is, since he's talking about all of Israel will be redeemed, even those that are not living there, so why is he saying, Dafka Tzion b'mishpet tepod? Gamau in v'shavah b'zdaka, and also what is... Gamau in v'shavah b'zdaka, what is v'shavah b'zdaka? T'mashmash zau in achar b'mash amr kedem. It appears that this is like a second thing. One is Simba Mishpat Tepada, the second thing is Shavar Bazdaka. So it seems like it appears it's a separate thing. But Tzarek Lohoven Mahu, what is the second thing? And why is it Dafka Mishpat through Zdaka? Well, Lohoven, as we said, this is an addition that came later, all these additions and ends of the Maimonim, that when it was delivered exactly 100 years ago, when the Rebbe Rashab delivered. But he wrote the Hemshach earlier. And in some places, it appears he also even wrote these beginnings and ends earlier, but a different period. So now he goes back to the flow. Understand this, we have to preface. 
but what we discussed earlier, the Be'eses Firis, Yeshishchalkus Mailomatan. Here we go. The Eses Firis, which is the building blocks of existence, Yeshishchalkus, there's a division, there's a diversity of Mailomata. Literally higher and lower. There's a hierarchy of higher and lower. And what we learn, V'inya Mailomata, who Bechines Ribu Yemirut Shebe Hamadregas El Yena. I'm sorry, Ribu Yemirut. And Maila Mata is means in the level of of volume, degree, of more or less. That a higher level radiates a higher energy, more revealed energy than in a lower level. That's the definition. And we explained that the primary force that defines these 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 states, these higher and lower states, is their fundamental that's a their fundamental personality and level. A higher level is fundamentally higher. Compared to the lower level. This is, as I said, the, the operative example that he's using. The chokma fundamentally is higher than bina. The bina tefeses like bchinas hametzias delakus. Bina comprehension, because it comprehends and breaks it into details, it grasps only the existence of the divine, of godliness. The chokma tefeses bchinas hamahus. And Chachma grasps not only the existence of it, but what it is. Like like when you see something, ah, now I know what it is. Not necessarily you understand it, but you, you see the thing itself. And Bina understands it, but it's not the essence of it. Just to qualify again, Chachma and Bina, Chachma, when he talks about Chachma here, we always, you know, it's easy to just say Chachma and Bina and memorize the levels, but try to visualize this and you'll see how complicated it is. How, how do we look at Chochmah? Chochmah is an akuda. We think of Chochmah, we're told that Chochmah is the beginning of the concept. You get an idea flash in your head, that's Chochmah. As soon as you begin talking about it, it's Bina. As soon as you begin to explain it, it's Bina. So what does it mean that Chochmah tefes? Exactly where do we have this uh, Tfisa? So, as I discussed, our Rebbe, he's on this level, he can enter into Chochmah and just stay there and describe to you what it's like there. But it doesn't have practicality how can we emulate that? Can you? Can we travel to Chachma? As soon as you go there and start talking about it, you're ready in Bina. Chachma has a spark that passes in a second. But if you think about it from a mile lamata, like how this emerges, remember the Rebbe Rashab is not climbing and looking at the world and figuring it out. He's saying this is how God put it. So first Chachma is the first emanation of Elikus. In other words, what I'm trying to say is that we learn in Yeshiva, we learn in the Lishni Chassidus, Chachma Bina is like, I get a flash of an idea, and then it comes, it's elaborated. We relate to Bina much more, obviously. But if you think about it from the point of view of God, He didn't need Chachma and Bina. Chachma and Bina are two ways that He manifests. So it's not just two steps in the process. That's why we also, our process also works that way, that it begins with Chachma and Bina. But from above, Chachma is an entity. It's a very, uh, a very ethereal, a very sublime and very subtle entity, but it's an entity. It's outside of Keser. It's already the beginning, as he called before, it's Yediyeh. However, 
It's the idea that does not have, does not break uh, into details and so on. So just to point out, so we speak Chachmets, not to just memorize words, we're really talking about a, a divine level that is very, very intense, like a Nukuda Kav. And when you speak Mamat Lamayla, it's very hard to talk about Chachmets. When you speak Mamayla Lamata, meaning from above down, Chachmets is the place where you could say the, the, the divine image, the divine desire begins to, first the first Gili, and revelation of it is in, a, is in a concentrated form. Think of it like the seed. Okay, look at the seed. A seed in the ground, or a seed that's conceived of a baby, of a child, we can't relate to a seed. I mean, we know it's there, but it's not a full blow. You know, you can't communicate it with it. You can't call it yet a, an entity as we relate to it. Everything there is concentrated. So from a perspective of science, that's where they stop, the seed. They have no idea of that. But if you think from above that God put the seed there, that he put all of life into a little seed. And that seed will become a full-blown adult. So we relate to people, we relate to Bina. We don't relate to Chochmah. But when you understand Chochmah, and you really dissect it, you're really going into how does it look like from the seed point of view. That's how, if you really think about it, how complicated it really is. Because we don't relate to a seed. This is literally a gili that oh, the Rebbe Hashab did not tell us. And Kabbalah and Chassidus didn't tell us what Chachma looked like. There's no way we could go there. Because we don't relate to that level of uh, concentration. So, But that's the way things work. And everyone knows this. A tree that you see was once a seed. And when I say a seed, there was a point that it was a seed that you couldn't even recognize. It was microscopic. You wouldn't even know. If you didn't know that, and observe that it grows in the tree, you'd never believe that a tree could have once been inside that seed. So Chochm is that type of intensity. It's a completely different state of being. So a seed and a tree are not just Gilead Helam. I mean, there's a certain Gilead Helam in it, obviously, like he said before, that at the end of the day, Bina does emerge from Chochm. But not because Chochm naturally suddenly becomes Bina. It's two different forces. One brings the other. But it's in a way, it's almost like, I mean, he said Chochm Bina, if you remember, he said it's also a form of Ilav Ol, of a different Mahus. But in this case, it's even bigger illal because it says that chachma is higher than even the first level of illal, which means even higher than the illal cause and effect, where the cause and effect are of a different personality. I'm just trying to to point out that it shouldn't just take for granted. You say chachma, okay, I got it. Okay, chachma and bina. If you really personalize it, you realize it's not so simple. Chachma to understand chachma is very complicated in this context. So, so, so am I, you know, I'm just trying to make sure that we don't take, that we don't just mechanically say, okay, Chachm is Mahus, Bina is Metziah, let's move on. You know, to understand it, you can spend a whole lifetime. Maybe if we daven properly, you think about it during davening, it would be a little easier to integrate. But I just wanted to point that out. <coughs> Right, and I'm saying, but when you learn it, and you learn like Shulchan Aruch, you could say, okay, I got that, there's two madregas, and now I, I, I record it. So I have two shelves, Chochm is here, Bin is here. But if you start thinking about it in a more real way, one second here, well, exactly, how does Chochm work exactly? And when you start getting it that way, then you can start talking about Atmos. Even Chochm we can't figure out, forget about Kesef. And when you start going to Keser, Keser is un- unconscious. Can you talk about the unconscious? See what I'm saying? We're talking Chochmah is already conscious wisdom. And it's still quite hard to, to relate to. I'm not saying this to dismiss. I'm saying, if I can, this is forces us. In other words, there's no way 
to climb the ladder back to Lukus just with uh, mathematical numbers. It's not about going from finite to infinite. You have to train yourself to think more abstractly. As long as you're trapped in a bina, in other words, if you want, like people, people in this world, they want to control things. They want to own things. I want to own love. I want to own the truth. I want to own God. As soon as you want to own it, it's over with. You'll never get it. It's like habareich min Anyone runs after, pursues honor, the honor will, will elude you. If you run the other way, and like the Rebbe says, not looking over your shoulder if it's chasing you, then you you get it. When the, the beautiful, I'm just, I want to point it out. I've said it a few times. The Rebbe brings it in the Sikha, uh, Purim, uh, Purim time. Shabbos, I think, after Purim, Memches. So I thought it was a Chiddush from the Rebbe, but it's actually Purim Yafis from the Bala Flo, who's a Talmud of, uh, of the Baal Shem Tov. The Rebbe asked the question, when Meshul Rabbeinu asked the Ebrish to, Hareni no Chvedecha, show me your, basically your face, your Chvedecha, your glory. And the Ebrish says, Lo Yireni Odom V'chai, no person can see me and live. Then he continues and says, the Ebrish says, V'Isa Sacherai Upona Lo Yiro, and he showed him, says, whatever, the film, the Kasha shall film, the, 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 the different Midrashim. Rashi. Yeah, so the Rebbe asked the question, a few questions. First of all, why does the Abish have to rub it in? He already told him that, that, that you can't see me and live. So he has to say, Pony Say, okay. He said already. Then, why, why, why did Meisha was not smart enough to understand? We could all understand you can't see Atmos in the face. Meisha didn't understand. He's asking to see it. And then a tzaddik asks for something and the Ebrish does not fulfill it. Why doesn't he fulfill it? And above all, why tell us? If Meisha asked something and the Ebrish didn't fulfill it, why do we need to know? You need to know everything that Meisha asked and God said no. So clearly all this is, the Rebbe answers, and Ponim Yafu says it specifically. It's, the whole thing is how you read, So we read, You see the back, the face you won't see. You're supposed to read it, You'll see my back and my face. But my face, comma, you'll see through Loyero by not looking. Which is <coughs> tremendous. Vort, Taich. Yeah, exactly. But it's even deeper than Yedir ultimately. But the point is that, so it answers all the questions. Moshe asked because he wanted, he knew that you, could, you can get there. Because he knew the Achdus Hashem means you can even get to the things that you can't get to, so to speak. Right. You want to know a technique? No, not necessarily. Maybe, maybe he wanted to know a technique, or he wanted God to do something. And, 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 and you know, bottom line is that there are things that you that you know it says If I would know it, I would be. If I knew God, I would be God. And then the Rebbe brings. That the Rebbe Rashab, when he was learning the Kutatera, he actually reached that level of Yudaita Yusuf. He said it. Rashab said Yeah. That then. So how do you reconcile the two? The answer is because if you get to the level of Bittl, where you're no longer you, you could you could be one with it. Now the whole challenge, of course, here is that the Achdus should be such that we remain a Mitzias. That's where it gets. How do we do that? The answer, bottom line, is that. You can no way that you can connect connect it to Atmos on Atmos terms as long as you remain structured in your terms. 
once you come to realize that you can, like that's what I said here, when you t- take this exercise and try to understand Chochmah, it forces you, you can't think of Gashmis quite the same way again. We said earlier that when someone is Mizbein and Nelakus, someone who meditates, contemplates on divine, Gashmis has less of a hold on them. Why? You could say you could meditate on it, and then you go back to your grub, grub, to your grubkai, to your crassness. The answer is because if you really meditated on it and you really appreciated it, you realize reality is not this world. It's a higher reality. And since it's a higher reality, that's the real reality, the world becomes less hold on you. The fact that you can go back to where you are is because uh, the world is much stronger than you think it is. Don't convince yourself just because you can meditate about something that's outside of you that you're really there. That's the pain point. But the fact is, this makes it very clear that the more you do it, the more it becomes part of you. And there has, it has to release some of the hold of Elam Hazan in a person. Which, of course, is why learning alone is not enough. You have to daven, you have to maise mitzvahs. But the point is that chassidus is meant to aid a person. That's, and that's the bottom line. And when you learn this properly, that's what I'm saying. That, that's why I thought it was injustice, the way we were taught these inyanim. You, you learn it like, okay, chachmah. So you're a smart guy. Okay, chachmah is a little more abstract than bina. And that's it. It's not like forcing you to really, one second, start thinking about chachmah. How could I even talk about chachmah? Chachmah is like, the fiyerech, like le'yerene yodam. You can't see chachmah. As soon as you see it, it's been there already. So how do we talk about it? The answer is you could, because there's a part of you, if you're ready to give up your so-called need for control and, understand, and grasping everything of bina, there's a point where you can sense it, but you have to become a little less of yourself. There's no way that you're going to sense it if you're a yesh, basically. Now, the more you do it, obviously, the more, you get, more refined the person gets. And this is also, and as I said, this is the fiyadach, this is not even, we're not even talking here, keser of atzilis. You start going to keser, you're talking about the unconscious, it's a whole other level. I just wanted to point out, everything with this comes into words. One of the reasons Kabbalah was never communicated. Why ain't Why can't you learn these things only one-on-one? Why? What's wrong with learning it in a group? I mean, what's, what, what, because, so usually people say, because the secrets, they keep it secret, but that's not the reason, because words are not adequate. The whole idea of means it's a yochid type of experience. If you're going to try to put it into words and have, okay, let's have a course on it, you're defeating the whole purpose. Real Kabbalah, real chassidus is sublime, and it's really, really beyond words. The fact that Dalta Rebbe was malbish in the Chabad, and in words, was a sakon actually. It was a big challenge. In heaven, they really wondered whether you could allow to do this. What, what, why were they afraid? You can't articulate Taylor in words? What's wrong with communicating Taylor? That was not the problem, the communication. The problem was that it would be lost. The, the, that's why the Alter Rebbe's marshal is so critical, where he says that Ben, the child is sick, and you, have to, and you take the, 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 the Evan Taylor, the most precious stone, and you crush it. Why do you have to go to such extreme? You're taking the, the most precious stone of God, if to crush it, mix it with water, and maybe it'll get through his clenched teeth. Maybe. And even if most of it drops on the floor, it's still worth it. Because it's not just an Evan Tave, a nice precious stone. You're talking about something that's beyond words. To put it in words defeats the purpose. It's so easy to get trapped in the words of it. So when the Arizal and all these, we put it into words, the Arizal often in its time will say, really, you can't express it. El because it has to have some, some, something that the ear should be able to hear, we say it. I remember the Rebbe saying it once about Yud Aleph, Nisan, actually. He said, when you say Yud Aleph, it's Lamayal Mesei Dishtasas. Yud is the structure, Yud Aleph is higher. 
So why do we call it Yud Aleph? So the Rebbe said, the truth is, it's not Yud Aleph. It's beyond. But for people like us, the only way to say it is say Yud Aleph. Because it's outside of ten. So there's, there are levels that are, the only way you can appreciate them is by that type of uh, processing. And I'm just stating this because throughout learning this is a critical point. You have to constantly stop yourself. When you get it too much, you're probably in trouble. Let's put it this way. And I don't mean that you should not get it and that you should get confused. I'm saying if you're getting it too much on your terms, you're probably on a lower level. To get it, you have to have the lawyer the, the, the lawyer role. It's almost like stepping back. Okay, how does Chachma exactly work? One second. And I'm trying to understand it. Noch. It's not so simple. As I said, because you're going into a place. That's why, for example, theoretical physics... Or the people who discuss theories of, let's say, how that seed works. When a child is conceived, an egg is fertilized by a seed. And now there's a new beginning life. It's, it's impossible to relate to. Can someone explain what happens at that moment? Nobody can explain it. Nobody can replicate it. With all technology, they cannot replicate it. They can take at that moment and maybe continue making it grow outside of a, a womb. Fine. But to replicate that moment, what happens? Is it electricity? What is it? I'm just trying to point out. So when you're there, there's a certain sense of awe that you realize there's something completely... And those scientists that actually have that awe, they begin to relate to it. Those that try to think to understand it on the terms of, of so-called, okay, let's figure out what machine will work, will ne- we'll never get it. That's why Einstein, maybe because that's why he was Jewish, that's why he was, uh, you know, as a Jew, Einstein and some of these physicists, it doesn't have to be Jewish for this, what they had to do was, Einstein's made it clear, they had to think completely out of the box. They could not think with mechanics. Because if you think with mechanics and the rules, you're never going to get there. Yeah. yeah. You have to imagine. It's imagination that's necessary. I once met a scientist. I knew him very well. He used to come to my classes. He said to me, I, the, the big difference, he says, ultimately, and I don't see this in my sciences, I don't have imagination. That's what he said to me. He says, this you need imagination for. I know mechanics well. Imagination... Now, some scientists have a lot of imagination, and they're called a little crazy as well. But they're the ones that think above crazy ideas that you would never th- think of. You know, like a solution that you would be completely not the one you would expect. So, my, like, look, the Rebbe in Tav Shin Yud uh, was after World War II, right? Five years after World War II. Everybody was refugees. Chabad for sure. You know, of course, there were American Jews, but they were not, they were, they were the ones that needed help. The Chassidim were all refugees. So what do you think the Rebbe would do? You'd think, let everybody settle in, learn English, or whatever language, build, comp- build businesses, make money, and then start building this organizations. And in 30, 40 years, when everybody has settled in, we'll start uh, spreading Yiddishkeit. No. Within a few years, whether you know, whatever it is, I want you to leave here, go find, go find your way. Sent a bunch of young people, didn't know what they were doing, they didn't know administration and business administration and finance. And, and if they did, they wouldn't have gone. They knew nothing. Some didn't know language. Right away. It's counterintuitive. But that's, that's a leader. A leader doesn't think by the rules. He thinks what's, and sees the bigger picture. Think about it. Think what would you, would, would be your plan. The first thing you think is let, let people learn a little uh, language. Let them learn how to, a little parnasa. You know? It didn't give any peace. I'm just pointing out that any big solutions always come from something that's completely counterintuitive because it's coming from a person who's not thinking through the system. You're thinking from the bigger picture. The Rebbe Rashab establishing the yeshiva. How was he able to see? 
forget about Ruch HaKedosh and all this heat. I mean, it's probably because of that also. But he like foresaw what was going to come. He's clear. You see the sikh of Yekel Yetzel Muhammad's Beis David. How did 1901, 1900, that sikh? Tafshir Samachalf, Simchostel, or 1900. You know, it's, 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 these things are amazing. And I'm not speaking now about a miracle. Miracle, fine. But it's more than that. He did some things with that he set up a yeshiva and, and so on and so forth. They prepared. My point is, I'm just using small examples here. I mean, talking to you, Gimel Tamas may be connected. So the point is that to really appreciate these levels, you have to be able to constantly stop yourself and say, one second, let me figure this out before we go on. So the truth is, to learn I am based, the way we're learning it at this speed is in a way counter what I'm saying. But maybe this qualification, then we can uh, be made ahead and then continue on. <laughs> Because this alone you could talk about your whole lifetime, about the difference between Chochma and Bina. And I have no doubt, if you understand Chochma and Bina better, it's much easier than to go to Keser, and much easier than to understand Esosphilus Agnusus. But if you don't go through the lower steps of abstraction, how could you get to the higher ones? There's no way. You know? And if you were a teacher, if you don't teach a child to get away, the student, to get away from the tangible relationship to a table, to understand something that's a little less tangible, you're definitely not going to jump ten levels. So it is a level-by-level level thing. And that goof is part of the kavana. Because they just wanted it to be integrated in the system, back to integrated energy. So with that, Herzog uh, Werther, we'll move on. Mem Aleph. Om Namadayin Sarech Lohavin. As if we understand everything till now. Okay, fine. So officially, we do understand everything till now. So now the Rebbe Rashab is saying, "Oh, however, we still have to understand." Isn't Chochme, after all, a form of Yedia Sichlis? It's a cognitive knowledge. He's saying in the lower levels of Chochme. Even if you say, okay, the higher levels are beyond your dear. But the lower level, what I just said, like the spark of an idea, the point of an idea, concept. In general, this is the level of Yusayd Abba, as we learned earlier. That's how in Abba itself, in Chachma, remember you need also a diminishment before it goes into Bina. That's called Yusayd Abba, which is the lowest level, one level below, before Malchus of Abba. So that's how low it is. So even in the Kudus Haskola, I was talking about, which also is almost hard to talk about, is also the lowest levels of Chachmah. So I'll compare him those levels, how is a Yediyah Sikhlis? That's a Yediyah Sikhlis. Fine, it's in the Kudah, it's only a, a, a concentrated point, but it's, you can't call it Amuna, you can't call it Ratzin, desire, it's Seichel. And this concept can be developed, when you have an idea, that idea can be developed into a major company. You could be developed into a major force and a major entity. So we're not talking about... Ad- so it's a component, it's Yediyah Sechel, Renikla Sechel Goli. And it's called a Goli because it's revealed. It's not in the unconscious any longer. And even more so, he's going even further. And the whole comprehension of Bina is what? Bina is comprehending Chachma. Bina is not creating a new idea, the idea was conceived of. Bina now is developing that idea. So that it makes, makes it even stronger that we're talking here Seichel Goli. 
So if so, if that's the case, also the point of the concept is also a seichel and a intelligence vasoga and some form of some form of comprehension. I don't say the word comprehension would not be the right word. Some form of seichel asoga, some form of uh, intelligence, intelligence. She's qualifying in the parentheses, not mamish asoga, like being in other words, it's not comprehension. It's sikhli now. It's something that is intelligent, that is capable of being comprehended. That's a very key way of looking at it. In other words, it's something you could understand, even though at that state it's not understood yet. Not that awareness that comes from just seeing. In other words, basically he's saying that he is the higher levels of Chachma, before Nekudis HaSkola. That's what he's just qualified here. Because he said before, Riyah, seeing something, is Chochmah. He says, not a Saga Mamish. In other words, not comprehension, but it's something that is c- capable of being comprehended. When you have a spark of an idea, at that state it's not yet called a full, full, full comprehension. But you're capable. Bina is going to understand the Chochmah. Right, yeah, but it's Chochmah now. But Chochmah means, so you have to say Chochmah has potential under, being understood. In other words, when you say, for example, you can't see me and live, it's not Chochmah that way. Chochmah you could see and live, but, you, but at that state it's still, it's a seed. Think of the stage before it's a seed, that would be beyond Chochmah. Once it's a seed, it's true, you can't relate to the seed yet, but the seed will develop, it will sprout. In the case of Seichel, it will become something you Why can flesh out. What? Why do you have to say that Amalegis Atachfein is not having the Nekudas Askola? What's your other option, that it's not? Yedir Dereiyo, the whole Chokmah. And the Dina is dwelling in that. Breaking that Chokmah into two parts. Let's talk, one second, one second, one second. Excuse me, one second, one second. Let's, let's not talk Ruchnis, let's talk Gashmis. Every development plan begins with this with a, a point of uh, concept what do you mean i mean everything begins you get an idea so good a million ideas don't go anywhere but one idea takes hold and someone develops it someone had an idea to create google at the moment there was an idea the idea could have disappeared to organize all the information in the world and then idea that's the reason there's a point in chachma that's even before the concept where I'll, get, I'll put it this way. You're walking down the street, you look at something, and you don't, it doesn't yet give you an idea, if you're able to break it down. But that thing you saw was ultimately the reason that gave you the idea. You have a lot of times in science, this, where you find the idea that came to them, they say Newton's famous one, I don't know if it's true or not. The apple fell on his head. You know, he was like lying under an apple tree, and an apple fell on him. So he had an experience. Now apple falls on a lot of people. But that became the experience, that the concept of gravity. So we can see something, and that stage is not even again a category of a concept. But later, if you retrace the steps, you say, because I saw that, it touched me. That thing ultimately gave me an idea. That idea was fleshed out. So basically, Chochmah definitely has a stage where it's becoming a, uh, the beginnings of a seed of something that will develop into Bina. And there's no, there's not that type of jump. Well, let's see what he's going to say. So he's asking the question now. Basically, the question on the table here is like this. 
We're saying that Chochma and Bina be'etzem uhu some separate madregas, and Chochma is etzem is 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 amuhus, hasogus amuhus, understanding the essence of something, and Chochma and Bina is the comprehension of mitzias. When in fact he's saying Chochma is uh, one second, Chochma is also part of seichel. Look, it's a question. There's going to be an answer. It's not. It's, again, we're talking back and forth, back and forth here. Because this was Madrigas Achtachtenis. And even though the lower levels are higher than comprehension and, and, and intelligence, there it's a form of seeing and resonating truth. It's not even a category of, of, um, of an akuda yet, it's not yet even the spark of an idea. As I said before in the other class, I think it would be a great exercise. You want to relate to this? You have to identify today or any day some some Nekudus of Chachman that fall into your head. And try to figure out, see how far back you can go and trace it, where to come from. And you begin to probably be to relate a little bit. See, we already focus on where we are. But think for a moment, you get an idea today, and so whatever idea it may be, uh, hopefully in Gedusha, um, try to trace when, when did that idea fall into your head and why did it fall into your head where did it come from you know as I said sometimes it comes from your conversation gives you an idea you see something doesn't, it, it usually happens very randomly according from our perspective it doesn't like you don't sit down and say okay let me think of an idea it usually happens you know if something's bothering you or something you have a challenge or a problem you're walking this 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 so I'm just why I'm saying it is because then you can begin to like trace. There's the real stage, where you know you like had before even the flash of the idea something, some type of moment of truth, that then became an idea, which then becomes fleshed out. So, so it'd be a good exercise to to, to, to trace that. I assume you all have ideas from time to time, right? The real stage is the higher stage. Yeah, yeah, the real is the higher stage. Is clearly. I'm trying to think myself. I had a lot of ideas today, but uh, the problem is you get so involved right away in the next step, you don't even think about where they came from. It's hard to do that. Pretty hard process. It's a good exercise in Bittl, that's for sure. I think one of the Rebbe's Pamor, maybe we're at the time, he's saying that there is a stage which is higher than the ear. Could be. Look, uh, uh, listen, my friend, this is, there's a lot of stages higher than the ear. But uh, let's try to get the Riyah. I mean, you know. You see, also this Riyah is not the Riyah that comes end, at the end of Asaga. Sometimes you struggle with something and you and this, and you finally master it and you see it like, you know, like you, you, you get a sense. It's not what he's talking about here. He's not talking about what comes at the end. He's talking about what comes at the beginning. It's a different Riyah here. Here it's almost like uh, that initial... Uh, Initial um, clarity. You have to also be also involved in using your mind. Obviously, this is intellectual activity here. Most of us are bali midas. We're busy with our feelings about things. You know what? What do I? Whether it's good for me or it's not good for me. This requires also stepping back and thinking about the thing itself, not just what it means for you. Okay. In the process of cognitive. Absolutely. In the Shadish, obviously Bina has a root 
in the in its source maybe, but uh, but in the process, how could you have a comprehension without the concept? Maybe, maybe you're going to share, let's say, and, and you're going through Bina, and then and then share you. That's what you just said a minute ago. Um, that's that's a student is learning what a teacher is teaching or a text. So yeah, but that's that's different. That's not because you have been in before Chachma. That's because you're learning the an idea that's already there. No, it's interesting. He's asking from a point of view of Makabal, how does it work when you're recipient mode? Even no, no. There is a point of Chachma. But, but, but no, the truth is that Makabal is not supposed to be in a mode of Chachma or Bina. It's supposed to be in a mode of the listening. You're not processing really. You're listening to someone else's Chachma and Bina. That's really what you're doing. So yeah, right. So really, it's, when you talk about a Talmud, it's a, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not really in Bina yet because it's not your Bina. You're lo- reading something that's being told to you, and you're receiving it. It's like being trained, and then comes your Chachma and Bina. That's how I would understand it. No, what you're saying is if someone's reading the explanation of an idea. Is that bina before chachma? No, that's not your bina. You're reading someone else's bina. So it's not. So for it to be yours, it has to be some chachma bina. There, so it has to be something. Even but definitely chachma bina is definitely in the context of our own processing of something, not relearning something else. You know, because let me let me, let me think for a moment. Yeah, well, so let's put it this way: if you had a good teacher, they would never teach you bina before chachma. Maybe that's a good way to put it. If you had a good teacher and they start teaching you something, they're going to give you hagdamas. They'll give you an introduction. They'll say, I'm going to learn a piece of Gemara now. Let's do an introduction. They'll give you their chachma first. And then they'll say, now there's the details. And truth is, a student that's only getting bina without the chachma will be very, at some point will get lost. Because like you don't have what's the, mus- what's the assumptions here? What's the musculation? What's the point no, of no, departure? He's a bad teacher. He's a good student. Yeah, but... Oh, a good student and a bad teacher... So he needs another teacher. Huh? <laughs> if he's a good student, a bad teacher, he'll find another teacher. If he's a bad student, a bad teacher, he'll stay with him. <laughs> right. No, no, you're asking a practical question of how the process works. I would have to, the process of Bina for sure works when you're walking down the street or you're in the shower or wherever ideas come from. Some people tell me ideas come from shower head because that's where the ideas always come from. I say, why don't we test it? Shut off the shower and see if the ideas stop flowing. You know? Probably will. Okay, but uh, the point I'm saying is, uh, the general process is the ideas are coming to you. A student is a different discussion. A student is listening to a process of intelligence that already has been put in place. So obviously, you can begin sort of technically from the Bina. You know, you're reading something. And you could get back to where this idea began from. Of course, you could technically go there. A student cannot get it, even when you hear it from a teacher. It goes in his mind, the process of Chokma and Bina. But there's the, where's the concept? Because the student doesn't yet have a, f- a flash of an idea. He's reading a bunch of pages. He doesn't even have a clue necessarily where the idea began from. That's, my, that's what he's saying. You know, let's see, you read. You're in the middle of a, you just open up a thing, you start reading. So it's not ch- in your mind, there is the process of Chokhmo, otherwise you won't understand it. Okay, it depends how you t- t- interpret Chokhmo. I would... He's looking for a creator. Yes, he sees this, he sees this, and then he chops it on his own, right? No, but there, I would not start with the... Ch- no, that, that's a different... The Chokhmo there is that he began a search. 
this spark is there must be something out there. That would be Chochmah, not what he discovered. It would be that he, there must be something, Balabayas, Lebedez, or whatever. He came to that, that awareness. One morning he woke up, it can't be Aved Zada, there must be something. That's Chochmah. Then he began the search. Yeah, and then what he finds is Das or whatever. No, it's, 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 listen, the word clarity or flash doesn't is not synonymous with Chochmah. You could have the clarity, as I said, at the end of the process. Chochmah is the beginning of the process, always. I would say there's always Chochmah. I'm not sure exactly the time. I mean, the way I just explained it would be, I think, fine. Okay, then he says, like this, that the higher levels are Nevertheless, the lower levels of Chochmah that become the source for Bina, that isn't the category of intelligence. How then do we say that Chochmah is fundamental essence and level is higher? After recognizing, considering that Chochmah is also an intelligent type of process, intelligent an intelligent experience. And anything that is Seichel and Hasag, anything that is comprehensible, has to be Metzius. Based on the argument he made before. That Bina has to grasp it, that has to be comprehensible. So even though Chochm is only an Ekudah at this point, only the beginning, but since it's Seichel, it's also Metzius. So how could you say that it's Mohus? It goes even deeper. It says even so. How do you uh, how do you synonymize? How do you make it synonymous? How do you compare? I'm sorry. If that's the case, therefore the Chochm is synonymous with and comparable to in their fundamental nature. And is distinguished from being only in the measure of energy. But not a fun, qualitative different jump. In other words, we spoke earlier that, the, 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 that, the, that one level from the next is fundamentally different, not just in in the measure of energy, but they're fundamentally different. And that's why, if you remember, that's why they have either more or less energy. They spoke earlier in which chapter? Yeah. In chapter... Um, Lamed Zion. Yeah, Lamed Zion. And now we're saying that since Chochmah, at least the lower levels, have a commonality with Bina, so the difference is only in Mirta and Ribayair. It's not fundamentally a different level. It's a fort seichel, just it's not yet developed like Bina. Now obviously he's setting up, he's going to find an answer here. But you see here, just from the question, Shalas Chochem Chetzi the question of a wise person is have the answer. You see from the question how he's struggling to find the interface, the whole discussion about the place where they meet. Is Chochmah touching something beyond, or is Chochmah part of Bina and the structure of Ishtalshalas? That's the key, the key question here. I mean, he's explaining it in words, but the quick question, where do these two meet? Can they meet? And of course, this is going to address also how can you say that the higher levels of Chochmah is Riyad, which is a different quality, and the lower levels of Chochmah belong to Bina, so to speak, more common to Bina? How does that work? 
So clearly Chochmah is setting up that Chochmah is, is going to be a combination of opposites. The question is, or the explanation is, this is a very fundamental piece here because this is like you get this one it can help tremendously understand other uh, you know paradoxes so everyone understands the question very loud and clear just to sum it up very clear there's a there's a contradiction here that he's pointing out he says that the intelligence of Chochmah is higher than Ishtalshus and he explained at length why Ishtalshus is subject to gradations, to levels. Ilva'olol, Meichana Midis, Chachmabina, or in Seichel itself, the different types of cause and effect. Meichana Ab is Atzmi, you called it. Ria, you see. There's no levels there. It's higher than Ishtalshus. And therefore that demonstrates that Milo Mata, higher and lower, in, this, in, this, in the structure of the spheres, are fundamental. That which is higher is fundamentally, qualitatively different than the next level. Not just quantitatively different, not just relative one to the next. But now, when you really analyze Chochmah, the lower levels of Chochmah, he says, do not, are not subject to this uh, description. The higher, yeah. But the lower levels are maybe just a point, but they're in the, in the world of comprehension. They're in the world of, they will be comprehended. Now we can speculate the answer. But the bottom line is, he's saying the lower levels of Chochmah are, so to speak, the beginnings of Bina. And the distinction is Bina is less energy. Chachm is more energy. It's more concentrated. But let's put it this way. Like he spoke about Yesem Eish in Arech. That more than the distance between Asi and Atzilus, Atzilus is distant from Ensev. The distance between a tree and a seed is not as distant as a seed before it became a seed. Because here it's at least a seed. And it's understandable. The seed needs some time, some watering, and it will become a tree. So Chachm, if it's a seed of an idea... It is ultimately just inevitable, or it's leading, going to lead to bina. Or even if it doesn't lead to bina, bina, when it comes from chachma, is understanding the chachma. That's the lower levels of chachma. So the question is, how can we say that chachma is be'etzim so higher? It's fundamentally a different level, and also that it's muhus. Based on this, the seed is just a mitzias as well. It's just a more sublime state. Once chachma is hasoge. If Chachma is fundamentally understanding something except the first stage, then it only can relate to the Metzius of something. If you remember, he said, Binas Tefeses. It grasps the Vav Ketzavis. So only if Chachma is an Atzmi, can you say, so if it was only Ria, only seeing that Chachma could be understood fine in this context. But once you apply to Chachma the elements of understanding, even the beginnings, you already now brought it down to a level that it makes it into the world of you could that the chokhmah the the, the, the the that God exists the mitzvahs of the spirit, not the mahus of it. That's the question. And I see the way he's beginning to answer that this is uh, fundamental because when he says vihini api poshet yashlemer, is a good sign that means there's a poshet explanation and there's a not so poshet explanation. So vihini api poshet yashlemer. Uh, ostensibly, or pastor simply, you can explain, <coughs> yes, lame, we can say, <laughs> you could say that, that that when Bina comes from Chachmah, it's a diminishing of the of the energy from Chachmah itself. The Haribadeshi, Yisavas, Abina, Machachmah, Tzadachlis, Mitair, Machachmah, Commission is Barleel, Pediklamit, Ches. So, Pashtis, you could say, 
well, he didn't fully develop yet, but Pashto you could say that this Mir Ta'ir is not that Bina and Chachma are similar, that in Bina and Chachma itself, there's a diminished dimension of energy in order for it to enter into Bina. In order for there to come into being, Bina from Chachma, the comprehension from the idea, from the concept, you need to have a diminishing of the energy in Chachma. Like he gave the example before with the teacher. The diminishing, it's not like the teacher um, is ready to say and says everything to the student. The teacher in his own mind has to first diminish the flow. So when he opens his mouth, he's going to only say a few words. In other words, the teacher, sometimes you have, for example, teachers who don't prepare. So they didn't prepare in their mind what to say. So they start saying exactly as they understand it. So the student can't fully understand it. So the teacher in his own mind has to first create a diminishing. That's what he said earlier. That the symptom has to be first. Oh, yeah, because So you could say that the mir ta'ir is not that bina is just diminished chachma. The diminishing of the air is the air is in chachma itself, which would not fully answer the question anyway. But at least it's a little. A little help here. He's not accepting it. Of course. But the question is, the No, so the lower levels of Chochmah, which are in the category of already comp- of some type of intelligence, that is a diminished energy. The higher levels are higher than comprehension. And the lower levels are a form of of, of understand of some intelligence. And that's the source for the comprehension of Bina. So what is this what is this coming to tell us? This Pashat is which is of course is going to reject, but but nevertheless, what, what, what let's just see what the Havamin here is. That what? So before we were learning the opposite. We were learning Chachme, the higher levels. Okay, that's a different domain. The lower levels are the beginnings of Bina. So the question is a very legitimate one. How could you say that part of Chachma is a completely different horse? She's saying, no, maybe we could look at the other way around. The lower levels of Chachma are not the beginnings of Bina, they're just the end of the Riyah, so to speak. You see something, there you have Ribu Ha'ir. Then in the mind of the teacher itself, he has to diminish that. Chachma has to diminish. So in order for Bina to be able to emerge... So you could argue, therefore, that Chachma is still really in the domain of Riyah, different, Esogos HaMohus, and just, to, but, but then later it diminishes within itself in order to, to come to Bina. Obviously, yeah, the, second, the lower levels of Chachma, right. But in other words, it's not the other way. He's just, look, he's dissecting it into detail, detail. But he's going to reject this. In truth, he can't say this. Shari ein zemiyot levad. Ah, that's because that's the problem. To go from Riyah, from the state of Musmuhus, to comprehension, even the, this, is not Mirt Levat. That's not just a diminishing. Ki'im shini So the shini then, basically you're just carrying over the question. Where does it come? Where, where does uh, some Muhus move into Metzius? If you see something and you have that essential connection that's a beyond level, and that's Chachmet, so then we understand Chachmet is beyond Bina. But if Chachma has in it some Hasagah, so even if you say that happened in Chachma itself, 
But then there you have a, 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 a shini. It's not just a mirt. The shini, it's a muhus, is happening within Chochmah. The Riyav Asoga, seeing, which means essentially connecting to the essence of something and understanding are fundamentally apart, fundamentally different. And if you say, that the lower levels of Chachmah are in a form of intelligence, that's a, that's a complete shinim as a Complete change of identity or personality from the higher levels. Because they are high, which they are higher than comprehension. Ooh, that's a rule. That's an interesting rule, which we have to understand, but let's read it first. Because that's, you cannot say. Impossible to say. That on one level, you can have such a shinimahus. In, its, in, in the specific that on one level, in its details, it can make such a move from from something that is muhus to mitzias. You can't say that. Why, Why can't you say it? That's the question. Why is it because so, then the mitzias is not chokmah. No, no, I'm saying, I'm just. He's going to explain. Well, that he explained earlier. It's very clear why it's very different. I'll explain them. Let me just read this, and let me just uh, let me. We'll get to. I'll, I'm going to go back. You can't say such a thing. Is this part of the EF Shalema or this is part of already yeah. the next line? Yeah. Is the EF Shalema that on one level you should have such a thing, such a Shinim Mehus, in Amir to Rakma Sha'er Mismayed, the Enamir level who be Mehus? No, no, it's not, it's not. Right, he's saying, you cannot say that diminishing should change its Mehus. Diminishing can only do one thing. In the same Mehus, in the same entity, you can make less and more. But it can't suddenly change a personality. That's what he's saying here. That you could say. You could say, in this level itself, the energy diminishes from level to level in its specific levels as it goes down. But you can't say that it suddenly will shift its personality. The Riyah itself causes it. To go from, from the wave to particle. I mean, it changes the whole world. One second, we have to. One minute, one minute. Let's read it, and then we'll understand it. Then we'll try to explain it. I mean, I have to read it. I, I, I can't start to stop jumping. The Rebbe Rashab is explaining himself. I know. Okay, but, but the statement has been made that you cannot say. Is that the diminishing is not happening in Bina, it's happening within Chachmah. And therefore, Chachmah is still fundamentally that higher level because then you have a problem. How, how in Chachmah, one Mochus, how could it shift from another just by diminishing the energy? That's the problem. You can't say that on one level. Just to answer your question, he explained it earlier in the previous chapter, but I'll elaborate. Ri and Shmiya are not mute one to the other, right? When you hear something, or you see something, it's clearly two different worlds. And just to make the, make the point, if you see a painting, 
there's no way that you can capture as much as good as Keichah's body you have explanation you can explain to someone who has not seen it the Rambam uses the example let's talk about a blind person can you ever explain to a blind person who's never seen colors what colors are you can explain what they're like you could say there's two different entities this one is a little darker this one's a little lighter even that how do you explain dark and light to someone who's blind but let's say you have a great Keichah's body you can figure it out now, whatever you say is going to be Mitzis, not Mohus. That's an example of Riyah. So these are not. So suddenly, how could suddenly, let's say a blind person, is there a point where suddenly seeing can become diminished and then suddenly change into the other level? That's what he's saying. You can't change a Mohus thing. What you can do is, if you can only see, you can't look at the sun because it's very bright. If you put on sunglasses, you diminish the light, you could see it. That you could say. But it's the same light. But there should be a fundamental change in the thing itself just by diminishing the energy. It won't change its personality. If so, if Chachm is fundamentally real, how, the, the question really is, how does it even become Asaga? That's really the question. But bottom line is, you can't just say it's a diminishing and it still really remains real. The real child question, of course, is what is this Asaga of Chachm? Is it closer to Bina? Is it closer to Riyah? And which Muhus is it? That's what's going on here. Obviously, he's going to explain how there's a level of asaga that's mahus. That even in seichel, you could have. That's my assumption is where he's leading to. But that's that's the, the question on the table here. You know, from the answer, let, let, listen. This is not over yet. From the answer, we'll definitely understand the question better. We'll go over it again. Let's let's learn it. That's how I would go here. which means the levadze is the mashmoyah Besides the fact, in addition, or besides the fact that mashmoyah that what's apparent from this concept, So besides the fact that what's apparent from this whole discussion is that even in its lower levels, it's fundamentally higher, ma'ila be'etzem, than Bina, higher than Bina in comprehension. Uh-huh. You know what he's doing now? He's adding something. He's saying, first of all, from the whole discussion, even if you say there's a Miyot Ha'er, whatever it is, bottom line is, the whole discussion is clearly the Chochm is fundamentally different than Bina. In, the in all its details, even that's That's one thing. He's saying here, even if the Alpi Pashat, even if he could figure it out, the bottom line, we still have a problem. How is Chachma fundamentally different? He's saying now, what I'm adding here now, in this piece that he just read, that we just read, is Gamzeir Shalemet, Shishinia Mahus Bechinis HaChachma Guf Madregis HaPlodim Shabbat. The Rebbe Rashab is explaining himself. He's saying what I just said is in addition to the fact that our whole, the whole discussion here is leaning toward Chachma being a fundamentally different entity than Bina, is that you, could, you also cannot say that in Chachm itself, there should be a Shini Mahuz that it should suddenly change course. Shini Mahuz begins Chachm Gub Madregus Apratim Shabbat. This addition needs a little explanation. Because what's the difference between these two elements? First of all, what's being Mashmoy Sa'inian? Mashmoy apparently, the Rebbe Rashab is quoting this from other Mamorim. Let's say the Chachm is fundamentally different. So he's saying that enough is enough reason. So even if I give all these explanations, 
it doesn't fit into the context of Chachum being fundamentally different. Okay. But in addition, he's also giving a Seichel Dika reason. It's almost like Kralam Lisvarihi. Since it says in places, Mashmois Inyan means, as they state, you know, that Chachm is different, so that's number one problem. How could you say that when Chachm has Asola? The second thing is that even Alpi Seichel, and you could try to explain that Chachmah gets diminished and gets closer to Bina, the problem is how does something move from a state of Mohus to Mitzias? By the way, if you want that word, the question is how does it move from wave to parts? See, physics doesn't answer that question. Physics just says that it's both or neither, blah, blah. But how can it be that it can move from one state to the next? I don't think they have discussed They don't discuss that. You say the observer observes, fine, but how does that, how does it, how do, how do we create definition in a world of no definition? How does that happen? So some will say that it never, even when it's defined, it's not defined. I'm just, but, but, that, but that's not the case here. Here it does get defined. So how does it move from non-definition to definition? That's the question. I said the way they're in the soul, the way they come into. <laughs> this is Bugs Bunny. <laughs> he doesn't know how to do that. He knows how to make the Bugs Bunny sound, but he doesn't know how to shut it off. It's <laughs> Kayach Abdigvul, he doesn't know how to make the Kayach Abdigvul. There's, there's places that the energy is going. The energy, there's energy. When you're talking energy, you're talking about, okay, I can give you a comparison to physics. The biggest concept in the world, that the higher the energy, the energy is high only because of frequency. And if we go from seeing frequency to hearing frequencies, we're going lower frequency. And not how much mass it is. And you want to make a quantum leap, so to speak. You have to increase the, 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 the frequency amount. And then finally, you get the vision and everything like this. But that's so where the energy in the in, 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 in the is going. First, it's going. It's going to. It, it, it's going to the, from the state of Chachman. And then after it goes to the state of Chachman, energy is actually going to to a, the faculty of of, of, of hearing or or, or be, uh, 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 So it's, 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 it, you have to look at it like that. And you see, but one thing you're not considering in physics, the God particle is not talked about. You're talking about God that's higher than comprehension fundamentally. Yeah, that, but that's the, that's the source of the energy. That's the source of it. That, that's where it's, it's, it's coming from, from, from upstairs, and it's entering this faculty it's in the, of the soul, and then it's entering this faculty of the soul. Period. That, but the question here on the table is, does Chochmah if it has comprehension, which is already defined by structure and metzias and definition, how then is it, how is that part of Chachm fundamentally different than Bina? That's the question here. We understand that it comes. Look, if it all came from Kesser, it was, let's say, fundamentally different, and Chachm Bina is already Gili Helam, that would be on the, much easier to relate to. But he's saying that Chachm has, two, basically Chachm has two opposites here. Well, listen, let's continue on. We're not, we don't, we'll let the, what he's, he's going to answer. He's going to answer. He's going to answer. There's an answer here. Yeah, this is exciting, right? What exactly is going to be the answer to this one? 
However, the answer to this, the Indian in this is, then you do it, the Chacham Bina Nikra Ayin V'yesh. It's known that Chacham Bina is Ayin and Yesh. Let's be, what does this mean? A Chachman Nikra Ayin. Kamishakosav a Chachman Ma'ayin Timotza. Chachman is called Ayin. Ayin literally means nothingness. You say something, Ayin, say, it's not there. The, so you say, Chachman Ma'ayin Timotza. I mean, Chachman, from where do you come? But if you read it, not as a question, but as a statement, not where do you come, Ayin. It comes from Ayin. That means it comes like when you say what, what, what was that? You get an idea falling into your head. You say ma'ayin. Where did that come from? You're really stating that chokhmah comes from a place of ayin. Vabina nikri yesh kamesukoshev lahanchil eve yesh. So he's bringing back verses. This verse vachokhmah ta'in temotz. I must tell you, goes back all the way to chapter Yud Beis where he started the whole discussion after saying that Atzilus from the level of energy is Gilei Helam revealing that which is concealed. He asked the question, but then it says Chachmayin Temotza, and even the energy of Chachma is also Yashmayin compared to higher. So he's bringing that same verse here just to show you that there's a commonality here. So Chachma comes from Ayin, Bina is Yash. I know this sounds technical, but we're going to have to get the Havon of it. So therefore, Hisawad bin Chachme is Yashmai. Chachme is from Ayin. Actually, you have to say Chachme is Ayin, not Chachme is Yashmai. Earlier, he said Chachme is Yashmai. Chachme is Ayin and Bina is Yesh. And therefore, the, one comes to the other is a form of Yashmai. And not Correct. That means two different Mohusim. One second. So how is that going to be consistent? Is then going to say Chachm is Yashma'ayin compared to higher than it? And also Gilei Helam. Okay, that's good. It's going to say both. Fine. I'm just... What does this mean? When you say Yashma'ayin, we've discussed this. What to do with Yashma'ayin and Ilva'ol? Cause and effect, we learned that the effect relates to the cause. It can understand and comprehend the cause. Emotions relate to an intellect, even though they're two separate entities. A student relates to the idea that the teacher is teaching him, even though it's a higher level. Another t- another way to explain ilavol is, as I said, shared, is it says I think in Samachay that ilavol means that if the il extends itself, it naturally turns into the ol. Meaning, if a cause extends, it will naturally become the effect. So think of it this way: a river is flowing. <coughs> If it's naturally flowing and there's no stop blocking it, it will naturally reach another place. Yeshma'ayin, on the other hand, both things are different. Yeshma'ayin, number one, the, the yesh has no comprehension of the ayin. They're not commensurate to each other. They're not that one relates to the other. One, the, on the contrary, yesh senses that the ayin is beyond me. That's why I call it ayin. Where? I don't get it. And the second thing is if an ayin continues to extend, it doesn't become a yesh. You need something to make it become a yesh. Because ayin on its own will always remain ayin. Okay. So he says here, So that's why ayin the chokhin is helam. It's concealed. The gabayesh, the bina, which is revealed. So from point of view of bina, 
How does it look at Chachmah? As something I don't get. Ah, so he's beginning to explain this whole thing a little. Okay. This is the difference in Ayin and Yesh and Ilaval. Between nothing and something or the Ilaval who Sha'ol. Ilaval cause and effect. Sha'ol masigasilose, as I just said. The effect comprehends its cause. And through that, he emerges, he comes into being from the cause. Which means that through the comprehension of understanding its cause, that's how what that's what defines and brings them into being. Even at the level where we spoke, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You brought the example, I think, of a son and a the moon? The father, no. Son and father, yeah. I brought the example of Meich. The example he brought was, remember he said that even in, even in Meich and his Midas? Yeah. So there, right there you see. And those Meich and Midas, even though the Midas and Meich are just intellectual, <laughs> correct, but even if they are, but they will give birth, he says that will give birth to the Midas itself. So, in other words, let's put it this way. A person, a person conceives of an idea, thinks about it, gets excited. That excitement, he said, leads, leads to the next level where you also get emotionally excited. That's good for me. He said clearly. First you realize it's good in general, then you realize it's good for me. So, the, so you can basically say the emotions that come and say, I love this thing, have now on this, relate to the, the Ila that said it's a good thing to love. It's not two different worlds. He said Chacham Bina there also, by the way, is the, is the higher level of Ilavol. No, no, fine, but there he's talking. But he says, There he's talking not to, to the extent here. There he's still talking on that level. Because remember, they can't contradict themselves. There he's talking, Mechim the Abba is higher than Ishtashu, so both levels of Ilavol. He just wanted to give an example that Chacham Bina, there is an element where they have a commonality. More than recognize that it understands that. All, he said earlier the that, example. That, but that's what makes. That's what makes. Yeah, yeah, that's what defines. Yeah. By the way, the father, father, father and son is maybe different than that because the father and son is father and son is a father and son is a different mohus. Remember, mother and a child is not like a. I don't know. I don't know if he was, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, let's finish reading and let's see. Let's see here. Yes, man. Okay. He's talking about that so He's definitely talking before. He said before twice, two ways it all works. One is a student and a teacher. A, teach, a student becomes a student by understanding the teacher, not by not understanding him. So there's no yesh ma'ayim student and teacher. It's ill of all. I'm talking about the student, not as the being of the student. I'm talking about the student as a student of this teacher. So he's in effect, the teacher, you could say, I give credit to the Rebbe, he taught me something. So in that sense, it's cause and effect. But it's because I understood my teacher, that's what defined me as a good student. 
That's in that way. That's the closest way. Then there's even a little not so close. Midas, when you feel something is good for you, is because first you felt in your mind that it was good in general. Your mind told you it's good. That led you to say, you know what, it's good for me. It's two steps. And they're also ill of all, but they, one, one relates to the next. Yesh ma'ayin hu adrab. Sha'ayin misalim in ayesh. There's no comprehension. Adrab, on the contrary, ayin yesh, the ayin is concealed from the yesh. Sha'ayin masugese. It does not comprehend or understand it or appreciate it. And that's what defines it being. In other words, let's put it this way. If you're talking now, yesh ma'ayin would be that if the teacher reveals himself, the student ceases to exist. So there's no ill of all. In other words, bottom line is when two levels are proportionate to each other, it's ill of all. So one, by revealing it, good, it diminishes part of it. So the other can emerge, diminish. But there's a relationship. If the teacher ceases to speak, the teacher does not teach, or the teacher is so far from the student that there's no communication, you have no all altogether. So ill of all is defined by, the, the result is defined by a relationship with the, with the effect, by a revealed relationship. And yesh ma'ayin, the ayin, the result is defined by no, by no revealed relationship with its source. That's the bottom line. Because of its distance, etc. So really what defines its mitzvah is it defined by concealment or by revelation? That's to sum that up. And that's why it's called ayin. What means ayin? That means that's, I don't understand it. <coughs> and the same thing is with chachman bina that the, that the ayin of chachma is concealed from the level of bina. And look into one second and look inside the Siddur, the Mitlarabh Siddur, the Mimer of Mizmur Lashadah. Bina definitely know that Hoffman exists. The only the only iron here is that it's no comprehension. Yeshma Ayan, but we have I'm I'm not sure because he's not yet spelled that out. It's possible, either way. I can see both. Yeah, because we still have to deal with uh, Bina gets his extension of Chachma. Remember that. That's, he's not talking. Yeah, but that's maybe a different way. I don't know how he's going to explain that. He, doesn't got, he hasn't got to that right now. Now he's talking about the distance part. We're not talking about their relationship yet. Yeah, we're not, I'm, not, I'm sure he's going to get to that. He's going to have to discuss that. Because that's the whole context. Not maybe, not probably, probably next or next chapters. If he doesn't, we'll have to get to that. I'm not sure. I don't want to speculate. I first need to hear more of what the distance is. So it's Yashma Ayin. It still didn't answer the question yet either. We're just at the beginning of the discussion here. Well, the Chayre ain't a moving, and the Chayre apparently, and seemingly not understood, Hayin Nukudis has called the Chachm Bob Bechinis Hasaga Bebina. So back to the question here. This Nukuda, this spark, the conception in the Chachm, comes into a comprehension in Bina. It's exactly what you were just talking now. And the whole comprehension of Bina is in the point of of the, the, the point of the of Chachma, of the of concept. So how could you call it Ayin? Yashmayin. 
Bina is comprehending that point, as he's been saying till here. Look, he's building up an answer. He's, he introduced Nayesh and Ayin. That's the first thing. But Bina understands. So how can we call the Behech Rechleimer? So we have to say, we're compelled to say, Shagam Nekudas Askola, so you have to say that even this point of concept in Chochmah is in a level of separation from Bina. It's so separate that you have to say that it's called completely not understood in the level of Bina. It's a Chiddush. Obviously you could interpret otherwise. That's how he's explaining it. He's explained that there's a quantum leap, a qualitative shift. Not just from the Riyah of Chachmah, but even from the point, the concept of Chachmah is also. Because remember, he said before, these are two different Muhusim, and, and you can't say in Chachmah that Chachmah should go from one Muhus to another. So you have to say, actually, he's, what he's leading to is that the comprehension of Chachmah, even if it's Seichel, it's in the world of Riyah. And it just looks like. Later, later for sure, I remember later, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm cheating, but later, hundreds of pages later, he says Chachmah is just looks like Seichel, it's really Elokus. It's just, it's, it's camouflages like intelligence. I don't know if that's where he's leading to, but if he does, that would be unbelievable. In other words, it's a lakus that's ungeton in seichel. But it's not seichel that's understanding a lakus. That would be a whole. Uh, I th- I, he says that later for sure. I don't know where they're going here, there, but we'll soon see. That would be that, that. You understand what we're talking about here? Now that's always, now that's a fact. Chsidis is not seichel is understanding a lakus, it's a lakus. It can manifest even in Seichel. That's the whole point. Okay, so Behechach Lamer. Remember, you have to remember, and you can see it from Mashmoy Sin, and also here Behechach Lamer, that Rebbe Rashab is building certain axioms. It says in the Maimorim before him, meaning the Alter Rebbe basically, that Chochma bin Zayin Yesh, and that. Um, and what he said before, that there are different, fundamentally different levels. So it's not like he's asking a question on himself. He's asking a question. He, the questions are based on certain things that are stated. Because if not, you could just say, one second, why do you have to make the statement? Explain the whole thing differently. But it's important to know that these ideas actually, they do, they exist beforehand. So he's, he's being explaining idea, concepts that exist. Plus, with his explanation. I mean, it would be most fascinating in a chapter like this is to see exactly what it says, the Alta Rebbe or the Tzamech Tzadik or Mitla Rebbe, and seeing what the Rebbe Rashab is analyzing. Because to know what the Rebbe Rashab, because then you really can really understand. Because there's clearly certain things that he's addressing that, that say. Like, for example, right now he made the statement that means it's a statement. You have to say that Chacham bin Ayin Yesh. The question I would ask, how do you, why do you have to say that? Maybe Chacham bin not Ayin Yesh. Or whatever, but clearly, as I said, it's, that's a, that's a given. So now let's continue. So you have to say we're compelled to say that even the lower levels of chokhmah, which is already a concept, are also ayin, infinitely distant, so to speak, and infinitely distant from uh, concealed from being. For who? Here we go. And what does this mean? Who? Shabbasichli the chokhmah gam kemeir bezebchinasatzim. That. In the seichel of chokhmah, in the intelligence of chokhmah, radiates the level of etzem. the That in the spark of the idea, radiates the subtlety, the sublimeness of the essential concept that is being 
understood. That is being conceived. That which cannot come into comprehension. Yeah, it's what we're saying here. That's the Kiddush that he's adding. Very big Kiddush. Remember the whole introduction I gave before this chapter? That Chochmeh is not such a simple level to understand. So we, the most we go is Mamatlama, we go is, okay, comprehension. So I go to a conception, I have an idea. But that idea is not so easy to relate to without some Bina. Now he's going even further. That idea, the concept, is really radiating something of the etzem that's beyond any comprehension. That's what he's adding now. So it's, a, it's, 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 not, it's even more than just the beginning of a concept. Beginning of a comprehension. It has something atzmizdik in it. Remember, speaking from top down, you can say this. There's no way that you could figure this out from the bottom up. Because the most you can come to is Bina has a source. Okay, I had an idea this morning, and now I'm developing it. But to say my idea is radiating etzim, you have to, what's an etzim? Etzim is higher than consciousness. You're basically saying the unconscious truth is manifesting in the consciousness of Chochmah. That's what he's basically saying. He's going to say probably that, that that's why it's an Akudah. That's exactly why it's concentrated. Because it's an etzim. That's why it can't be expressed. That's why Chochmah is elusive. Why is Chochmah elusive? Because it's not the beginning of Bina. It's really the end of something else. So we look at it like this. Think of it like this. We are on the end of the faucet. You turn on a faucet, water comes out. Okay. So if your child asks you, where does water come from? The faucet. You know that behind the faucet there's a big pipe. And behind the pipe there's even bigger pipes. And behind those pipes there's a whole reservoir. And the reservoir comes from the oceans. Or from the rivers. Or from, the, or from rain. Till the source. When you look at it from the bottom, from the outside, you see a little drop of water comes out. So, okay, Bina says, hey, you know what? I just got a drop from Chachmah. But if you're able to open the curtain behind Chachmah, you find out Chachmah is like the end process of a whole reality beyond. That's what's going on here. And we can only see this little drops coming. The most we, so that's why Chachmah is, he doesn't say it right now, but that Chachmah is fundamentally a different reality. It's like the tip of the iceberg. Not the beginnings of Bina. It's that's why it's the interface. You could definitely go from down up, you know, from uh, by, by process of elimination and come to these understandings. Look, the fact is, you can come to relate to an unconscious, even though you've never seen it, by process of eliminating. Because you have to say, if a person gets angry again and again and again, why are they getting angry? They have to have something inside of them you can't see that's causing them to be that way. I mean, this is essential therapy, psychology, that you, you extrapolate. You can't see what's behind the curtain, but you know it's affecting human behaviors. So you have to say it's there. Through so-called ideas ashlila. I always give the example for this is like, let's say you have a dark wall, a, a, a wall that's covered in darkness, shrouded in darkness, no light. You can't shine a light on it and you can't touch it. Is there any way for you to find out what this wall looks like? So you think, no, right? You could. You take a ball, and you bounce it on the wall. You bounce it once, comes back like this, so you know it's straight. You bounce, comes like this, you know the ball, wall is crooked. You keep bouncing enough times, every corner of the wall, you can almost make a picture without ever seeing it, without shining a light, by seeing how it bounces back. What is that psychologically speaking? You have a conversation with someone. If you're trained, 
you can't see what's going on inside them. They probably can't even see what's going on inside them. But you say something. It's like a doctor. He says, does it hurt? No. Does it hurt? It's only, yeah, it hurts. That means there's something here. He goes deeper here till he finds the place so he knows there's a, a tender nerve. Same thing psychologically. You start speaking to someone. Is it, you know, on any issue. You start talking, they say, yeah, not, they start telling you, no, it's not the issue. You know that's where you got to go. You know, because why do they want to talk about it? So if you're trained through bouncing the ball, you see reactions. And then suddenly someone says to you, it's not that, and they start getting angry. The angrier they get, you know you hit a nerve. Now obviously if you're sensitive and wise, you don't just go after a nerve just because somebody's, you know, you have to know how to walk sensitively. But you recognize some reactions, and you can learn about the unconscious of a person without ever going there, by seeing how they react. You know? And that's what you really want to do. So you can go into a world that's beyond us by doing that. And you realize that that, that world is really where it all shaped. And Faket, what you're seeing is only the tip of the iceberg. I'm elaborating a bit more than I think is saying right now. But it is definitely where it's going. But let's go back to the thing. So Bamela, Behechlech Lamer, that by saying that Chochmah is ayin, you have to say that Chochmah has in it a radiating element, illumination from the etzim. Behind the Merkut says, "May dakus etzim in hamuskol, mashi'i efshel lovely deyasaga, bezesha boli deyasaga raka chitzenius mizeh." And that which you do comprehend is only the external part of that. So right here, he's basically killed the dragon, the idol of seichel, where people who are body seichel think it's all seichel. Everything I have to understand. If I don't understand it, it means it's from out of my league. <coughs> Faith is the absence of reason. It's basically saying, my friend is the other way around. Etzem is reality. And when you understand something, you only get an external taste of something. So it's like turning the whole thing over. Does that disturb any of the body seichel here? I don't get this whole thing over You don't get it, then you're beginning to get it. You should say Lachaim, because you're not getting it, you understand? This is Megillah Helen, right behind you. Before he said that every part of Chochmah has the etzim of Chochmah, but we cannot say that it's. Now he's saying Meir Bezeb Chinsen. And when you take away the etzem, So what's the question? Why is that? Okay, well, that, I, I can't answer that yet until let's, you know, let's, let's finish this point here. One second. It's almost the end of the chapter, so we'll finish it's only the external. The intelligence itself. Not the sensing of the feeling of the essence which is in the, the point. Because it's known. It's explained in many places, in several places. That in the spark, in the concept of thy concept, there radiates, illuminates the, the, air, the air, the energy revealed. And when it comes into comprehension, many details, the energy gets concealed. 
He said this earlier as well. What radiates in this point, in this point of intelligence, is not just the ribuy air hasechel, an abundance of energy, of intellectual energy. Because the air seichel, that is the same personality and essence of what is going into comprehension in bina. So, so what are you saying? You can't say that. So what is radiating there? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, let me correct that. Let me correct that. That means that you can't say saying. So this is what he's saying. Because that erasech also comes into bina. So you cannot say that. You cannot say that. Why? Because there you're talking, talking about a quantitative difference. That in the, in the in the spark of that, like he spoke earlier, in the beginning of the page, in the, in the Havamina, in the in Poshet, that there you could say, uh, not in the Poshet, I'm sorry, before when he said that, that in the beginning, that that, uh, that the only difference is quantitative. Chachma is lesser, is more energy, more power, and Bina is more less. Not that. He can't say that. Ki'im, what do you say, rather? Mashalavad zeis. Besides this, that he just said that it's lesser energy, that in the spark of the idea, the concept, in the flash of the idea, radiates the essence of the seichel. Which, 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 in truth, cannot... It's not possible for it to come into comprehension. And when it does come into comprehension, Misalam the Inamir Klal. This part, the Atzmi, gets concealed and doesn't radiate at all. And then it becomes Yeshmaya. Then, then that makes it Yeshmaya. This makes it Yeshmaya. But that cannot be in No, I, I explained it. I think the Chetzenis makes very much sense. That's why I explained what I explained. Bottom line is, I, remember the example I gave with the reservoir and the water? That example is not perfect because the reservoir ultimately is only Gileahelam. It's water and that's water. But let's, for argument's sake now, let's talk about the conscious and unconscious. Where do ideas come from? They come from a place that's not a, it's not a place where if you open up, you'll find a bunch of ideas. It's a completely different state. It's Oyer. It's Oyer. It's Elokus. It's beyond comprehension at that point. It's unconscious. We're not talking about rots and desire. It's um, however you want to interpret it. It now goes through a very narrow channel and it's entering into Hishtalshos. Chochmah is the place, the first opening. Think of it like the beginning of the Kav. The first opening with this Atmi is now manifesting in existence. Okay? Let's not even call it Seichel yet. It manifests the first state in Chochmah. So Chochmah fundamentally is like really the tip of an Atzmi. Okay? But this Atzmi manifests in a way that is going to um, ultimately turn into something we can relate to. So... In the, lower, in the higher levels of Chochmah, it remains Ria, Hisamtus, like you said, that's that. It's a, that Muhus. As it goes to the lower levels, it still remains that Muhus. 
But it's now what we call sikhli. It's a concept. The concept has emerged, an idea. Now, you, we, we, initially you can say an idea is simply the beginning of Bina. He's saying, no, the idea is the end of Atzmi. It's a reflection of an Atzmi. And in this idea radiates the Atzmi. That's why it's an Akuda and so on. Now, and this what, so then what, what, then what do we comprehend when we begin to, the Yesh begins to understand something, what are we comprehending? So he's saying it's only the Chetzenius of that. And you don't sense the atzmi. You understand the comprehension. So when we sit down now and start discussing something in detail, there's a part that it has a chokhmah, which is the chitzenis of chokhmah, which allows the kambina to emerge. But the atzmi, that which where chokhmah came from, is now complete, is completely concealed. So you can comprehend something in detail and completely miss the point, basically. But on the other hand, you're saying that still there is something of bina in that. There's something of chokhmah in the bina. Or the other way around. Uh, the chesenis, yeah. So Chochmah carries everything in itself. Yeah. What he's adding here that was not on this, what is not said before. Before he just said that Chochmah is a different muhus and Bina is a different muhus. So he asked the question. Chochmah is also seichel, the lower levels. What he's adding now is that this seichel of Chochmah really is a is atzmi it radiates atzmi in it he didn't speak about that before he didn't mention that that's the chiddush he's adding that element to it that has atzmi in it and that's what makes it fundamentally different I didn't, we didn't finish learning it all but my assumption is that he's going to say is that the seichel of chokhmah is really atzmi that looks like that looks like seichel so it's elokus that is Coming into Seichel. When it comes into Seichel, it's still in Chochmah, radiates the, the essence of it. But because it's coming to a thing called Seichel, there's another stage that can turn it into a Hasagya, comprehension, and it can lose touch. It could lose, it doesn't have to lose touch. But there, the Etzim is concealed. Why is that not uh, understood? Huh? It's Simpson because it's not really Simpson, it's more because as soon as you go into details, as soon as you one, as soon as you understand something, you lose some of its truth, basically. That's what happens, because it's me understanding. Remember we spoke about Midas, that as soon as you think if it's good for me, you can no longer have the gili of Mechen? Because you're right, yeah. So in Bina and Chachma, Bidak is the same thing. Bina is Yesh. Bina means I understand. As soon as you understand, you can't have... It's like what I said with Moshe before. Right. You can't... If you look at it too closely... you. Now, you could relate it, but you have to have a certain element of getting out of yourself. Look, he's not finished. There's another chapter, I believe, at least. Huh? I think two more. Huh? No, 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 but I'm talking about this. I think, I, I think, Membez, huh? Okay. Okay, so, so that, but let's just, we're, try, we're trying to understand what he said in this chapter. I, I, all I'm doing here is right now, let's just add what he added here were a few points. I'm going to summarize. He asked the question: The lechera chokhm is not just There's also hasalge. There's also comprehension. Some type of the beginning of bina. All the details that he asked. Okay. Then he said, but pastors, maybe you can explain that all this is a diminishing within chokhm. Said no, you can't say that because there's no such thing as that, that something within itself should change its muhus which we still need to maybe analyze why you can't say that, because 
The first, the second, the first reason that you can't say is because it says that says Chachmah Bina two different muhus, like it says Mashmaus Einyan. That I understand, but why something can't change its muhus? Not clear why. My, my thinking is right now is because if it changes muhus, it needs another force outside of it to change it. Because why would it change? How could something, a personality, suddenly change its colors? So you'd have to say there's another force in it, which is anyway the answer that asks me. That's why. That's why I think he's going to say. But I don't want to speculate about that. But by the bottom line, he said that it does not change. Therefore, you have to say, so back to the question. And his answer was, Ayin Yesh. To establish that Chochmah Bina, two fundamental different worlds, Ayin and Yesh. It's similar to what he said before, two different fundamental worlds, but now he explains what Ayin and Yesh are. That Elva, Olav, there's a relationship. In Ayin and Yesh, there's no relationship. Not revealed relationship, rather. And bottom line is that Chochmah is Meir Atzmi. That's the bottom line. The Atzmi is Meir. Now this is, you could say, he said it earlier, but he's not spelling it out now. He's spelling it out in detail, in graphic detail. And therefore, Bina is Yesh Ma'ayin from it. So what still needs to be understood is where Hasoga meets beyond Hasoga. That's what needs to be still, we're still in that place. I said, no, listen, listen, this is the next chapter, he's going to speak about it. I, I believe another three chapters is Chochmah Bina. explaining it. Forty-two. I believe forty-two and forty-three are the last chapters of Chochem Bina. Then he moves on to the next stage. So, so forty-two. Now the thing is, I'm go- I am out of town now for the next week. So, I'm gonna. You can learn it yourself, obviously. From tomorrow. From tomorrow. From tonight. You can learn on your own, and I'm definitely gonna learn. I'm very intrigued. Thursday morning. Because yeah, Wednesday I'm coming early, I don't think it will be. Let me just read the Kitzer. We still have to understand, isn't the Nekudis HaSkol, the point, still a sikh, is a Sikhli, is intelligence. You can't say that that Sikhli is just is the diminishing within Chochmah in order for Bina to emerge. Because then it's a Shini Mahus, it's a fundamentally different entity. The answer is Chochmah is Ayin, or Bina Mechochmah who Yesh Ma'ayin, She'enu Musik. And Bina coming from Chochmah is a new entity, that, that meaning She'enu Musik. It's not understood. For whom it plays Shagamba, the Kudus Askola, Meir Etzim Asichli Shalamayal Masog. And that's because in the spark of the idea radiates the essence of the Seichel that's higher than comprehension. The lowest part of Chochmah is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll stop here. We did page 7071, chapter 41. Okay, have a good day.